0: Today's episode of the Locked On VGK podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and enter promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. It's Thursday, January 28th, 2021, and the Vegas Golden Knights have just assigned one of their top six defensemen to the injured reserve list, meaning there are some roster changes. I'm Jack Manning. This is the Locked On VGK podcast. Let's get into it. Well, the Vegas Golden Knights knew they weren't going to stay healthy all season. In fact, they were probably counting on it. Braden McNabb has been placed on LTIR, meaning that he and his $2.5 million of salary are no longer available to the Golden Knights for the next 10 games and 28 days. And so yesterday's crowded roster is today's depth, and the Vegas Golden Knights are going to be looking at some different units but first, let's turn to capfriendly.com to find out exactly what, uh, what the Golden Knights did to get themselves into a position to be able to have a complete roster. So first of all, the Golden Knights assigned Nick Hague to their taxi squad and then recalled Nick Holden to get them within $44,000 of the cap ceiling. And now they did this so that when they placed Braden McNabb on LTIR, that's long-term injured reserve, this would give them the most they could get in salary relief. Uh, So then the Golden Knights made all prospect fans in the Las Vegas area extremely happy and recalled Cody Glass. However, because the Golden Knights are in LTIR, Glass's salary cap is calculated a little bit different. You see, Glass is... Potentially eligible for certain performance bonuses this year, in addition to his $850,000 contract. So, because the Golden Knights are on long-term injured reserve, Cody Glass's cap hit goes from $850,000 all the way up to $1.713 million. So, based on what we're seeing at the time this is being recorded, it seems as if the Vegas Golden Knights will be going back to the traditional 12 and 6 format, with 12 forwards up front, six defensemen on on the back end. Uh, but it's probably not going to be in quite the same form that, that we might have expected. Even though the Golden Knights called up Nick Holden, though it's very likely, at least possible, that they called up Nick Holden simply because he has a higher salary and and by calling him up and placing him on the roster, they got closer to the total salary cap, meaning they get more relief from placing Braden McNabb on long-term injury reserve. So despite the fact that they called up Nick Holden uh, from the taxi squad on Wednesday evening. It's very possible that Nick Haig is still going to slot into the lineup by being called up tomorrow. Nick Holden sent back down uh, to the taxi squad, but he won't have to pass through waivers again because he's already cleared and hasn't been on the roster for at least 10 games or 28 consecutive days. That's all a very complicated way of saying that the Vegas Golden Knights are losing Braden McNabb for at least 28 days. They're getting Cody Glass, and they are probably going to have uh, one of Nick Hague or, or, or Nick Holden. One of the Knicks will just have to do. Now, for the second game in a row, the Vegas Golden Knights are playing the St. Louis Blues, and for the second game in a row, they are expected to be coached by none other than general manager Kelly McCrimmon. Now, Kelly McCrimmon did a a perfectly acceptable job considering the circumstances in Game 1 against the St. Louis Blues. Having had a couple of days to work out the kinks, Hopefully they can avoid taking a couple of too many men on the ice penalties because otherwise the Vegas Golden Knights skaters played an outstanding game with Kelly McCrimmon behind the bench. Certainly doesn't hurt to have a little bit of extra motivation by having your boss's boss behind the bench, having the the guy that is going to be responsible for whether or not you get to stay in Las Vegas back there motivating you to skate your fastest, shoot your hardest, and play with your heart on your sleeve. There's a couple of really interesting storylines headed into the Blues game game uh, this evening. Specifically, uh, it seems like Blues fans are looking for blood from Mark Stone after what they considered to be a cheap hit uh, against one Tyler Bozak. And if we're being honest, truly honest, and you know, we've known each other a little while now, I feel like I can be honest with you, It, it was a cheap hit. It was behind the play, and Bozak clearly didn't have the puck. He was unsuspecting. And Mark Stone really just knocked him right over. It wasn't particularly a particularly gruesome hit. Uh, I don't buy any of this garbage about Mark Stone's primary point of contact being the head. That's that's just silliness. Uh, but it was a bit of a cheap hit. I, I don't know exactly what uh, what Mark Stone was doing there I don't know what his argument to the ref was at the time of the penalty and frankly I think he's he's a little bit lucky that there wasn't a little bit more discipline there but the league did come down and officially say that no there was no uh there was no supplemental discipline coming and as glad as I am to hear that as much as I want Mark Stone in the lineup uh, tonight, more than anything, I want Mark Stone not to get hurt, and it seems as if this would be the perfect opportunity in back-to-back games against the same team after a hit that was, you know, questionable at best. That there could be some of the NHL code that, you know, that enforcer mentality coming out. And Mark Stone may have to answer the bell again. Now, Mark Stone's never been one to hesitate to throw the gloves. In fact, some of my favorite memories of Mark Stone are him looking a little bit like a cannibal looking for his next meal. But when you're paying him $9 million a year, both to be your captain and to be your best forward, You need him on the ice and not throwing mitts. And so as much as I expect Mark Stone to have to answer the bell for for what happened uh, in the last game against the Blues, I'm hopeful that we're able to leave it at just that. But with a guy like Ryan Reeves on the ice and and Will Carrier being no slouch either, it's probably not going to be limited just to those guys. I am expecting a lot of, we will call them spirited discussions, On the ice, uh, certainly in the first period, unless, you know, the the NHL could very well lay down the law ahead of the game to say, hey, if anyone fights, if anyone, uh, if anyone really goes over the line here, we're going to throw the book at them. But hopefully, hopefully they get one fight out of the way and that's it. And you have to feel that way, for, if for no other reason than because the Golden Knights, for the first time this year, are going to be digging into the, their depth, their organizational depth, to fill a hole. Uh, with Brayden McNabb out, they're losing a guy that is a... As regular of a night as they come, a guy that has played in 235 out of a possible 242 games in Golden Knights history, and that, uh, and that doesn't include the fact that he's played in every single playoff game that the Golden Knights have ever played. There are few, if any, Golden Knights uh, that have played as many games as Braden McNabb, In a Golden Knights uniform and so having him out of the lineup really is a bit of a a different look and feel for the Golden Knights, but that really is going to allow for some for, for some opportunity for different guys. First of all, it it clearly is going to allow for Cody Glass to have another shot at the lineup. They've called Cody Glass back up. They don't have to waive Keegan Colazar because of the uh, LTIR, long-term injury reserve uh, relief that's afforded to them because of Braden McNabb's injury. And this could, depending on whether or not they keep... Nick holding up or whether they called Nick Hague back up, uh, this could be the first opportunity for Nick Hague and, and Cody Glass to play in a, a game together uh, at, at least this year. Those are the two highest picks remaining from the Golden Knights 2017 draft. Uh, Cody Glass was drafted sixth overall and Nick Hague drafted just at the very top, the third pick uh, in the second round. And so if the Golden Knights are going to be successful long-term, at least if they're going to be relying on the draft picks they've made, they really need for these two guys to step up, and it would be great to see these two guys step up and have a huge game in the same game. With so many things in the air, I don't want to even begin to speculate as to what the defense pairs might be or, or whether there might be a possibility of you know, some sort of ongoing rotation, but... Uh, But I think that it goes without saying that when you eliminate one of the top four defensemen that you have uh, on your lineup, and I'm not saying he's one of the four best defensemen, but he plays in the top four, when you eliminate that guy from your available players to to play in a game, other guys are going to get more opportunity, they're going to get more minutes, and obviously the, the, the most likely beneficiary of that is probably going to be one Zach Whitecloud. We're going to talk a little bit more about Manny Vaviros and the changes behind the bench, at least the temporary changes behind the bench for the Golden Knights, in just a minute here. But first, I want to take a second to talk to you about the Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar is the best-tasting p- protein bar ever, uh, with... 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones. The Improved built Bar is even more delicious than it was before. Uh, some of those new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and creams, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, And then there's always those delicious original flavors, coconut, almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange toffee, almond, coconut, peanut butter, brownie, and more coming all the time. And the built Bars are healthy. It's a great way uh, for the health-conscious guy to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And the bars are low in calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. They have 19 grams of protein, about 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Uh, so there are offers going on all the time. There's a free cooler included with every purchase. And if you go to builtbar.com right now and use promo code lockedon, you'll get 20% off your next order. So use promo code lockedon at builtbar.com for 20% off. Now, Kelly McCruin wasn't the only new face behind the Vegas Golden Knights bench. He was also joined uh, by Manny Viveros, who is the Henderson Silver Knights. First ever head coach, and they were also joined by longtime NHLer. Uh, Joel Ward as well as a couple of other assistant coaches for the Henderson Silver Knights and so this was not Manny Viveros' first time behind an NHL bench. In fact he was an assistant coach with Edmonton uh, for an entire year during during the 2017 2018 season. So while it's great that the Vegas Golden Knights have someone with a little bit of NHL experience behind the bench, that does leave the Henderson Silver Knights uh, without a coaching staff at all. Uh, Because of the COVID protocols, Manny Viveros And his staff won't be able to see the Henderson Silver Knights, at least in person, uh, until uh, they are done with their coaching assignment with the Vegas Golden Knights. And so during the course of uh, this time with the Golden Knights, uh, Manny Vaviros is going to miss some really important moments with the Silver Knights. Specifically, they are getting ready for their first preseason game uh, on January 29th on Friday evening. And so as they get prepped for that very first preseason game, they are taking drills and taking scrimmages uh, from Patty Brown, who was in the, uh, the NHL bubble for the playoffs and got a, got a game and a goal. Uh, But as great as it is to have a guy like Patty Brown running drills for these guys, you would hope that, uh, at least in an ideal situation, that Manny Viveros would be able to be with his team for that very first preseason game, as that's supposed to be the training ground for all of Vegas' best prospects, or at least those that are in North America. Was this really that big of a catastrophe? No, I mean, Manny Viveros is going to be able to watch all the game tape. He's going to be able to to probably even watch those games in person just from afar. So I'm not worried about there being a huge disconnect between Manny Viveros and the Silver Knights because he happened to, uh, to spend a few days up with the big club. Uh, but this is just one more complication in a COVID world uh, that is is going to create issues. They might be small issues now, but the next one might be a little bit bigger. Now, again, I wanna take a minute just to to express my, my well wishes for Pete DeBoer, his whole staff. Uh, I understand there is uh, at least one positive test, uh, and I hope that it's just a, a precaution, that everyone's feeling fine, that everyone's asymptomatic, and that if anyone is experiencing symptoms, they recover quickly and without any complications. But inevitably, these are the issues that the Golden Knights are going to be facing all year. It's no one's fault individually. This is just the world that we live in. But it's possible that the outcome of this season, that the that the end point of this season, is going to be dramatically affected uh, by the virus. Golden Knights are just one of many teams that have already experienced some significant issues resulting from covid uh, the Dallas Stars missed several of their first games. So so did the Florida Panthers, and it looks like more and more teams are going to have them are going to have games rescheduled, uh, due either to precautionary reasons or or a rash of tests. And there are certainly players within the league that aren't taking this. Uh, taking the protocols as seriously as the league would like you. You can take a look at the example of Alexander Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. And if you don't know the story, it's not that big of a, 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 of an offense, but it's something that caused an issue. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin and several of his teammates were hanging out within the same hotel room. One of those players ended up with a positive test, and when the league conducted its contact tracing, they discovered that four or five different players were all in that same room, and so they were all required to quarantine for several days. As of the time of recording this podcast, no Golden Knights players are reported as being positive right now, despite the fact that there were four, to- at least four positive tests over the, uh, over the break. But right now, there are no Golden Knights that are positive. But I think it's just a waiting game. And I think that Pete DeBoer has spoken to this, that eventually, the uh, COVID is going to come knocking for probably every team. And hopefully this is the this is the most the Golden Knights will have to go through, that it'll be coaching staff and it won't affect the play on the ice and and that everyone will will recover quickly. But if there are bigger events in the future, bigger COVID events, if there are issues that cause teams to miss 10, 15 games, uh, will the integrity of the season be called into question? I tend to think that no one wants to think that there will be an asterisk placed next to whoever wins the cup this year, but certainly this year more than last, where the players ended up in a bubble and the integrity of of the playoffs were, were really maintained, I do wonder that if the league play, if the ability for all the teams to compete at their highest level is jeopardized, if folks might look back on on this particular season and think that it deserves an asterisk much more than the the season in the bubble. But the Golden Knights and the league are doing the right thing in this case, and the expectation is they're going to continue to do the right thing uh, whenever they are presented with an opportunity to do so. Because as bad as it is financially for the league to miss one or two games here or there, it would be much worse if the local health authorities determine that it's no longer appropriate, no longer safe for everyone to be skating together. I don't know enough about the public health situation to to really comment on this, but with California opening back up and the San Jose Sharks being able to get back into the SAP Center, uh, and it's seeming that COVID restrictions all across the country seem to be relaxing, truly hope that we're getting to a better place. But I've got a feeling that this is just the calm before the storm. We're going to talk about the timing of the 2021 draft in just a moment here. There's uh, some interesting things coming out from the NHL's best insider, Elliot Friedman. But first, I want to take just a moment to talk to you uh, about About the Locked On Today podcast. We're covering everything that you need to know about the Vegas Golden Knights, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with the Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news that you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Are we ready for some football? Uh, Because college football is heading into bowl season and there are some huge matchups this weekend and the NFL regular season is over. The playoff picture is clear and the Super Bowl is coming up with the Tom Brady Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Kansas City Chiefs. And there is only one place that has you covered in one place we trust and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON to get your 50% welcome bonus. This isn't just football. Uh, there's also basketball, hockey, anything that you want to bet on is available on, at betonline.ag. There's live betting. You can bet on just about any player on the team to score any number of points, goals, assists, whatever you want to do. It's all available at betonline.ag. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet your online sportsbook experts. While the NHL and the AHL have certainly faced their fair share of problems resulting from COVID, the junior leagues across the world really have struggled more than just about anyone. These are not very well-funded leagues, and they struggle to operate even at the best of times. And so during a pandemic where they lack advertisers, where they lack ticket revenue, and where they are rarely playing games it's not surprising to to find out that NHL scouts around the world are finding it incredibly difficult to get prepared uh, for the 2021 draft. And so the all-powerful, all-knowing Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet in Canada has been floating the potential of the 2021 draft either being delayed or split up. On the one hand, scouts want to have an opportunity to make sure that they've got a good read on every player in the draft so that they can pick the best players possible. And so if you follow that line of thinking, that lends itself to the idea that the the draft should be postponed uh, at least until sometime in winter of 2021, maybe uh, even spring of 2022, so that these scouts can have an opportunity to evaluate this class under the same conditions that they evaluate every other class. Now, on the other hand, if you hold the draft sometime after when you would normally have it sometime after the 2021 2022 season has begun that creates a whole cascading set of problems not least of which is that if there are any nhl ready players in this draft and the way it's shaping up it looks like that's definitely a possibility if there are players ready to play in the nhl right now are you going to prevent them from playing in the nhl simply because you want to give scouts a chance to to look at other players who are less talented and not ready to play in this draft? I think that's a tough proposition. But Elliot Friedman reported a third option, and it's to hold a single round of the draft, just the first round of the 21-2022 draft uh, at its normal time, the end of June or the beginning of July, and then to hold a second draft for the 2021 class in December. And the reason that's particularly interesting, for at least for Vegas Golden Knights fans, is that the Vegas Golden Knights hold the second round pick to the New Jersey Devils. And while the Devils have been off to a pretty good start, at least in their first five games, uh, they've really start to come down. And if you look at that roster, you would expect them to be towards the bottom of the league, if not the absolute bottom. And so. If the Vegas Golden Knights have one of the top picks in the second portion of the 2021 draft, that means that they're going to have the pick of the litter of every single player that didn't have an opportunity to play over the course of the last year. And if years past are any indication of what the future is going to be like, More often than not, some of the best players in the draft are only discovered during their draft year. In fact, Nico Heischer, who went first overall in the 2017 draft, was not particularly highly rated uh, at the beginning of his draft year. It was his play during the course of his draft year that vaulted him all the way up to the top. And so this could pe- potentially be an opportunity. If the, if the draft goes this way, if they segment the draft into two different dates, the first round and then the remaining six rounds, it could give the Vegas Golden Knights an opportunity to pick a, a really talented, potentially world-beating player uh, that otherwise would have gone in the top 10 of this year's draft if only given an opportunity to be scouted. And so while I'm sure the entire NHL would prefer to be able to get their eyes on prospects this year and to see how kids are playing in the OHL, WHL, uh, all across Canada, all across the European leagues, to see them all playing on an equal playing field, I just don't know that that's possible. And so while that would be unfortunate, it could serve as a huge boon to the Vegas Golden Knights, giving them an opportunity to pick in a in a place in a draft that they shouldn't get an opportunity to pick as long as they continue to win. So I'll be keeping an extra close eye on how this plays out for the NHL and when we can expect to see the next crop of great players enter into the Vegas Golden Knights system. And I'll be keeping my fingers crossed that in a year that's been back and forth and up and down, that the Golden Knights can put a shiny gem of a player in the top of the second round to keep their cup window open just that little bit longer. Thanks for joining me again on another Locked on VGK podcast. Uh, But before I go, I want to make sure that you have a chance to check out the Locked on Bets podcast. Uh, Betting on the Golden Knights doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. So again, thank you for being with me on the Locked On VGK podcast today. I'll be back again tomorrow for even more Golden Knights content, including a breakdown of the Golden Knights' second game against the St. Louis Blues. I'm Jack Manning. You can find everything that I do on my Twitter page at NHLJackManning. You can also see some of my writing at DauberProspects.com. And you can also find my weekly podcast with my co-host, AJ Alexander, at GoldenKnightSwatch.com. So thanks again, guys. I will see you tomorrow.